This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to the Basin Bookers Podcast, episode 196. And if you don't know by now, I'm Rich the Riz, here at my bro, Jerry on the spot. The undisputed basement champion. We are four episodes removed from the monumentally historic 200th episode of the Basement Bookers Podcast. And you do not want to miss that. That's right, I'm... Probably going to get really, really drunk for it. We'll see about this my <laughs> state of mind. I might have to steer this ship. So I'm, I don't know if I'm doing all that. Oh, it's four weeks away. I'm looking forward to it. But tonight, we got appetizers as always. And after that, we have... No, no, no. Not a PowerPoint presentation. Sorry. I didn't mean to almost imitate Drew Gulak right there. We have episodes... I appreciate your joke, but a PowerPoint presentation is not funny in an audio format. You can't, it doesn't work what you're doing. Right. No, but like, I'm, I, we don't have a PowerPoint. Shut up about it. I got PowerPoint. It comes with all the computers. Does it? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, as always, let's start with our appetizers, which are the news, rumors, and bullshit of the week. First up, New Japan announced today that they have launched, quote, an English-language YouTube channel that will feature exclusive content, interviews, pre- and post-match comments from all New Japan Pro Wrestling stars, including subtitles. Good. I want everybody to be successful in getting their shit out there. The more I see of New Japan, the, I think the more people in general see of New Japan, the better. Nah, you know what it is, man? The, the, the more, it's better for everyone. The more alternative options there are, the mm-hmm. more competition there is, legit competition, mm-hmm. and maybe WWE will stop sitting on their fucking laurels, because they're the big dogs on top of the mountain. You know, you think you're the big dog, well, you gotta make competition with your own shit. Hmm. Seriously. Kurt Angle is suffering from a strained quad, which is why he, quote, took it easy at Survivor Series in order to not exacerbate it. He should be healed up within a week or so. That explains it, man. If Kurt was 100%, Hmm. then, uh, you know, he wouldn't have got beat up by Triple H. You know, he wasn't 100%. Yes, that's why. That's legit right there. Legitimacy in wrestling, folks. They should have played on that. Why didn't they use that? I don't know. I love shit like that. Because it's like, oh shit, Kurt's got a fucking weakness here happening. They they really should have. Yeah. Uh, that would have tied something Unless together. they didn't know about it. I don't know. Uh, TMZ reports that John Cena is being sued by Ford for allegedly, sell- allegedly selling a Ford GT that he was contractually obligated to keep for two years. The lawsuit says, quote, Mr. Cena has unfairly made a large profit from the unauthorized resale flip of the vehicle. And Ford has suffered additional damages and losses, including, but not limited to, loss of brand value, ambassador activity, and customer goodwill due to the improper sale. I heard about this at work, oddly enough. A friend of mine asked me if I heard about John Cena getting sued, and I'm like, the first thing that ran into my mind is like, 
please don't be a dick grabber. Uh, please <laughs> let it be a woman. Don't let it be a man. I don't know why I thought that, but that was the first <laughs> thing I went to, and I was relieved. I was relieved when uh, I heard it was just some shit with Ford. And I'm like, he's going to pay them right away. He's not even going to care. Mm-hmm. He'll write to the check. He'll give them a little extra. Like, come on, man. It's whatever. This is nothing. And Ford, I guess I can agree with them. It's like, we gave you a gift, and you could have sold it later. Yeah. You could have waited, mm-hmm. you greedy fuck. Unless it was for a good cause. But in which case, open your own fucking wallet. <laughs> Whatever, fucking, not not for nothing. When you said you said you're you're glad he's not a dick grabber, I'm like, wow, I'm glad he's not a kid grabber. Yeah, I'm, yeah, <laughs> you know, I think in the earlier podcast, I'm like, John Cena is such a great dude. I'd hate for anything to ever come out about him being fucking weird and creepy. Yeah, seriously, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he is. I think it would have been out by now. Yeah, and uh, let the record show that the uh, Rich Deris, uh was uh, just kidding and uh, doesn't would never ever think that. Uh, For the record, I said I'm glad he's not a kid grabber. <laughs> well, yeah, cool. whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> let's let's. Ah, there's a lot on. of news today. Moving on, we do have uh, a few more. According to Squared Circle Sirens, Laurel Van Ness has requested her release from Impact following the most recent set of tapings. Given that she's only 26 and has already appeared on WWE TV, I suspect we'll see her in NXT sooner or later. She's going to have... TNA's going to have as many female talent as just SmackDown does. Yes. Before the three came. Well, here's, here's the thing. There have been a lot of releases the past couple weeks. A year ago, they signed a lot of contracts at the same time. Oh, oh like when they when they found out Anthem was buying them officially and everything, starting yeah. January first, they signed a whole shit ton of talent at the same time. And I said at the time, we're gonna hear about a lot of people leaving at the same time, and it's gonna come back to bite them. There and, we go. Yeah. Look at look at this guy, regular regular Nostradamus over here. They probably thought they'd be successful. Oh, they're not unsuccessful. No, they are unsuccessful. <laughs> they're, they they exist. They still have TV. Okay, then if that was their mission is to exist, then yes, we are all in life they, they are, successful. They We're are, automatically successful. They are right? succeeding in their short-term goals. All right. I'm just saying what you said before was like being born assumes you're successful. No, no. That's, different. that's basically what they're doing we're here, guys. We're, we're success. <laughs> Bill Goldberg is Dun. set to appear on two Dun. episodes of CW's Dun. The Flash. Okay. Season. That's weird. Yes. I wonder who he'd play. He'd probably play Strong Guy. Strong Guy number two. Or Strong Guy's dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dad of Strong Guy here to wreak revenge. And no, there isn't a character on The Flash called Strong Guy. Oh. There should be. Sure, I don't. I don't watch DC. You know that. Yeah, it's, it's fine. You don't watch Marvel either. I know more Marvel than I know DC. Angelina Love and her husband Davy Richards has apparently split up, according to a recent update to her Instagram profile, where she refers to herself as a quote single mama. They dated for just five months before getting married last year. At Richter is on Twitter. If you're looking for a new daddy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't say no. There you go. There you go. 
He's 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 ready. It's pretty plastic though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. She's just not, you know, she's recyclable. Yes, she is recyclable. And last and not least, a bit of good news. I know, I know Jerry on the spot's gonna be happy to hear this. AJ Styles will be the subject of WWE's next 365 special. Yes! And it should pick off where Kevin Owens is left off. Ha! That would be fucking awesome. Well, that, it hasn't been 365 days since that. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. It probably, it probably started at his rumble. Yeah, that, that would make sense. If they documented that, yeah. Why wouldn't they have? I don't know. I don't know, pal. I don't like to assume. <laughs> well, that's great. That is all. Great news. I'm trying to think if I have any news. Do you? Wrestling news? I haven't really heard anything. Got any news um, in general? You want to talk about your uh, your little headset thing you got? I have there? Oculus Rift. <laughs> there will be VR chat videos probably on the YouTube that I'll link to the Basement Bookers Podcast Universe Facebook page. It's so fun. Maybe we can be VR chat friends. Uh, holler at your boy. If you're on VR chat, uh, hit me up at basementjer on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, we probably won't talk to each other because I'm still working on not being scared to talk to people. So, hey, <laughs> let's, uh, let's figure this shit out. It's awesome. That's all I'm saying. Like, I, I can't express mm. it. Like, it, if you watch a YouTube video, mm. it's not the same thing. You have to have the thing on. That's it. That's it. It looks cool. By the way, I'm, I'm all caught up with, uh. I know. You commented. I did. On my fractured butt. Oh! Oh! That's right. I do have news. Uh. Thursday. Wednesday, I got an email from YouTube that my account was terminated. Ah, what the hell? They pulled my shit down. So. I actually saw I couldn't get to you one day. I was like, oh, okay. And I refreshed and there it was. The, uh, so YouTube has community guidelines. And if they're violated, you get a strike. Three strikes and your channel is terminated. Hmm. After each strike, you're supposed to get a three-month period of probation. Okay. And then the strike goes away. Okay. If you don't do anything else. I received three separate emails at 1.17 p.m. Mm-hmm. My videos got flagged mm-hmm. from August mm-hmm. and all at the same time. I'm like, I said what I said and they're like, yeah, there's nothing wrong here. I think it's like an algorithm or something that they have or mm-hmm. some, maybe somebody, whatever, whatever. But yeah, all my stuff was fine. So yeah, I'm back. Everything's fine. I got so mad, bro. I was like, that's my life's work. Like some kind of a fucking dumb idiot. Like mm-hmm. I'm some kind of YouTube star with my 23 subscribers. Uh, it's basement, just basement on YouTube. And fucking, it's like really, I, I really didn't do that much. And it's like, I was like, you know what, man? I'm gonna fucking do my videos on Facebook and I'm gonna make Facebook the next thing. I'm gonna put YouTube out of business. <laughs> I was so fucking like, just ready to get at them. And I'm like, wow, man, this is how, this is probably how, like, people who, like, make things better than other people, and that's the new thing, maybe that's how it happened. Like, maybe that's how the mm. iPhone happened. Oh, they're not gonna let me work in their fucking phone thing and make their phone. Well, I'm gonna make a better fucking phone. That's usually how it works, right? Somebody's Pretty like, much. fuck these guys. I'm gonna make my shit better. Pretty so, yeah. Much. 
That's crazy, dude. Somebody should do that for fucking wrestling. Yeah. Hashtag stand up for wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I got my defend indie wrestling turnbuckle keychain. Oh shit, dude! It's like I carry part of a, a mini wrestling ring it's with, with me you at all times in your spirit. Obviously, I haven't put my keys on. Yeah, yet. I was gonna say, what the fuck, dude? You gonna put keys on that or what? I didn't, I didn't have a chance, but yeah, I got it. A good, turnbuckle. bro. It'll bring us good luck in, in, in our next endeavor. And the next endeavor is Riz is Raw, brought to you today by Rich the Riz. Rich the Riz. Riz is Raw. And vodka. Yeah. Listen, we don't sell alcohol here. Okay. But if you want to sponsor us, you can send all of it to him. I, I, I'll, I'll sponsor us. I will sponsor. Oh, you talk about to them. Oh, okay. yes. And I don't mean a uh, AA sponsor, guys. Let's let's not. You know, he doesn't need that shit. I'm talking about money sponsors. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't have time for meetings. He'll Listen. drink your shit on air. <laughs> and he'll tell you how fucked up he's getting. Yeah, I gotta. And once you take that swig, fucking take us, take us on a journey, a journey into the fantasy world of the basement bookers, uh, wrestling. This is where we literally. Basement book. Yes, yes, yes. And and things like this get stolen. Like, for the record, why the Ascension might be dead. Are they dead? I don't know. I, I have to know. Did they get out? Did they get gassed? I'm just saying I set Del Rio off for cannibals. He did. And he's missing presumed dead. So yes, he is. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. I did that shit first. That was... <laughs> although that was a little dark. Hey, man. Fucking follow the money. Why <laughs> I said that shit. <laughs> Alright. Are you ready? Fucking A, I'm ready for Riz's Raw. We always start out with a recap. We're going to start with a recap this week of Raw's portion of Booker Series. The Authors of Pain beat the Lucha Dragons to continue their path of disruption over the tag division. Kevin Owens pinned Ryback in the Fatal 4-Way to become number one contender to Austin Aries' U.S. title. Charlotte and Nia Jax were the last two women standing for Team SmackDown Women versus Team Raw, Raw's Women. The New Day beat Dean Ambrose and Randy Orton to earn the title of Best Tag Team in WWE after Dean Ambrose ditched Randy Orton. And Cesaro was the last man standing for Team SmackDown over Team Raw when Brock was found unconscious in the ring following what was presumably an attack by Bray Wyatt and Dolph Ziggler. Segment 1. Riz is on the phone in his office. What do you mean he doesn't know what happened? Paul, it's obvious Bray and Dolph attacked him. He doesn't remember? He doesn't remember anything after making his entrance? Paul, you have to get him checked out. Yes, I'm sure you've already told him that, but if that doesn't work, tell him. I say he has to get checked out if he wants his title match. Yes, I can do that if I'm concerned for the welfare of my talent. For all we know, he, might ha he may have a concussion. Good, you fax me the report as soon as you get it. What? What? E email? Sure. Whatever. Yes. Fine. I put that in because I typed facts and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> I like to have, Rich Riz likes to have, you could have did that. Like, no email. I want paper in my hands. Those documents can be doctored for all I know. Doctor, doctors. MD. <laughs> Fucking just the facts, ma'am. So Riz gets off the phone. Dasha walks up to him. Uh, as soon as he gets off the phone. Riz, what's going on? We haven't heard from you since SmackDown 1 at Booker Series. Hold it right there, Dasha. I'm going to tell you and the world right now that I have every intention 
of having the ruling of the men's elimination match overturned. It's obvious to me that Bray and or Dolph Ziggler, who weren't official participants in the match, attacked Brock Lesnar while Cesaro was frozen in fear on the apron. I don't care if the ref couldn't see it. My social media accounts have been blowing up with people saying they know what happened but can't prove it. Well, I'm sure someone was at ringside with a phone recording, which we don't condone, but I'm asking if anyone has footage of what happened in the men's elimination match when the lights went out, I don't care if it looks like Shadow Puppets dancing the friggin' Nutcracker Ballet, if it shows anyone but Cesaro laying a hand on Brock Lesnar, I will beat down Vince's door until he gets that decision overturned. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some videos to watch. Is it porn? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real you thing to do. I'm gonna have that shit overturned. That's not fair. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it... If they hit him, it's a disqualification. Not an elimination match. Yes, it is. Oh. The person, the per, the legal person in the match would be disqualified. We're not overturning this shit. Motherfucker. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting this shit. I'm going up to Vince. Oh, no. He's going to get daddy involved. Snitch. Segment two. The New Day come out to celebrate their win with Big E carrying the trophy that's almost as big as he is. Wood says, Last week... We proved once again that the New Day mm. are the best tag team in the world. And now, not only do we have the championship belts to prove it, Big E has a new dance partner. Cut to E gyrating with the trophy. Yeah. Kofi says, and now that we've proven, and Kofi is cut off, interrupted by entrance music of Dean Ambrose. And the SmackDown star comes out to the stage. Listen, guys, I don't mean to rain on your little parade or whatever he's doing with that trophy there, but you know you only won because I walked out on that loser Orton, right? Kofi says, you walked out because you didn't want no more of this. Ambrose says, no, I, I walked out because I couldn't handle any more of Orton. Anyway, don't don't mind me. Continue your little celebration. I just wanted to set the record straight and, you know, show my face. See ya. <laughs> and the New Day looked confused in the ring with Woods asking if he's here now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Saving three. Bailey and Sasha versus Asuka and Emma. The announcers put over what a battle these four women were in at Booker Series. Grace points out that it's nice for Bailey to still want to tag with Sasha, who was the first woman eliminated from Team Raw. Asuka and Sasha start, and Asuka is heated from the loss last week, taking it out on Sasha. After a series of brutal strikes has Sasha dazed, Asuka shoves her into her corner, shouting something in Japanese and taunting Bailey to tag herself in. The champ does so, and despite putting up a bit more of a fight than Sasha did, unless Asuka was just toying with her more, Bailey eventually gets knocked out with a spinning backfist, and Asuka just pinned the champ. And Emma didn't get a chance to tag in. Later, however, on her social media accounts, Emma brags about beating the champ and Sasha Banks without breaking a sweat. Hashtag eminence. Very good. This guy's using social media now. <laughs> feel like a cave dweller. He wants, he's got, he's got the future with social media, <laughs> and he wants a fax. I want a fax. He's the only guy with a fax machine in his office. I need, I need a, I need a mimeograph. I need one of those Xerox. I need, I need one of those things that you drink, you drink back and forth with the, with the, the fucking, you, you churn it. It's like a Xerox. Sure. You remember you used to have those in... Yeah, it's like a printing press. Oh, okay. Any printing press. Yeah, there you go. Segment four. Backstage with Blake and Murphy. I think that's probably just going to be a new name of the segment. A permanent segment. 
Blake and Murphy. Backstage with Blake and Murphy. That's your fashion files? Sort of. <laughs> Blake says, Buddy, what do you think of the Office of Pain running through the tag division? Think we'll be able to beat them next time around? He says, I don't know, but we have a title match whenever we want one. Maybe we can cash in and achieve our, our, our dream of going out on top. That sounds like a defeatist talking. Murphy says, No, it's a realist. These guys are unstoppable. They're bulldozers. What can we do against them? Blake says, We'll just have to have a plan. And just then, Blake's phone rings. Segment 5. Ryback and Bob Backlund are in the ring, and Backlund has a mic. Darren Young, you are an impossible student. You are perpetually disobey simple commands. Need I remind you, Mr. Young, that you came to me for help. I was happily retired, signing autographs, but you begged, and you pleaded, and you beseeched, and you groveled, saying that nobody else had time for you. Now, after attempting to train you for a few months, I understand why. You, Mr. Young, have the single worst quality that could be attributed to any athlete. You're uncoachable. I show you how to do something, and you do it wrong. I point out what you're doing wrong, and you do it even more wrong. This, young man, Mr. Ryback, is completely coachable. He was coachable before I started coaching him, as evidenced by his previous success. And now that I'm coaching him, he will ascend to the upper echelons of WWE superstardom, while you, Mr. Young, will continue your menial existence in obscurity. One of the many footnotes in books or websites like Wikipedia that nobody reads. Darren Young comes out heated and our match starts. Young looks like he's about to go after Backlund, but Ryback hits him from behind, and it's a quick shell shock for the win. Thank God. Fuck that guy. Austin Aries runs into Dasha backstage. Austin Aries, you look like you're getting ready for a match. I haven't been able to get a word with Riz since he's conducting his investigation. What are you doing tonight? Well, Dasha, Riz seems to think that since I was beat with a paddle kick at Booker Series, that there's a hole in my game, so he has me defending my title tonight against Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a hole in my game to seal. Takes a bite of banana and walks off. Hole in my game. In the trainer's room... Segment 7, by the way. Oh, got you. In the trainer's room, we see Sasha and Bailey arguing about tonight's match, and eventually he breaks down into a brawl, and the trainers have to pull them apart. Michael Cole speculates that their friendship is headed straight for an iceberg. Graves threatens to rip Cole's headset off and take his head with it. Hmm. <laughs> Disrespectful, bro. Michael Cole's a uh, senior. <laughs> Is that why he has all those terrible puns? Yeah, he's that dad jokes. <laughs> this, those dad jokes are shit that I hear in my head, and I'm like, everyone would groan if I said it. So let me just make Michael Cole say it, and then Gray's will threaten him. I can hear it in Michael Cole's voice, so that's fine. It's good. I think that means that I'm doing a good job. With You're him. doing all right, buddy. Thank you. Segment eight, our main event of the evening. Austin Aries. For Shinsuke Nakamura for the U.S. Championship. Slow start with each wrestler feeling the other one out, neither wanting to make the first mistake. Nakamura is the first to take advantage, landing a series of strikes that drops the southpaw. Nakamura goes for the stomp, Ares rolls, tries again, Ares rolls to the outside to think about it. Back inside, Ares is the aggressor now, backing Nakamura into the corner and scoring some shoulder blocks and a running dropkick for two. Ares tries to lock in the last chancery, but Nakamura pulls himself out of the ring under the bottom rope. Now the Japanese sensation is gathering his thoughts. Back in the ring, they chain wrestle a bit, and Ares gets the upper hand, and eventually gets Nakamura in the Tree of Woe, and hits the hesitation drop kick, but only gets two, then immediately follows it up with the pendulum elbow, which also gets two. Ares whips Nakamura into the corner, who's looking the worst for wear, and gets ready to charge in when Rusev's m music hits, 
and out comes the brute down the ramp. Ares is distracted just briefly, but turns right back into a Kinshasa, and Nakamura covers one, two, three, and we have a new U.S. champion. He's not even American. <laughs> this is amazing. What a great title change. Austin Aries has been champion for a long time. Right? Yes. I'd like to thank uh, Kid Kayak. That's what he should be doing. Yeah, Nakamura should thank Kid Kayak for exposing that hole in this game. That's right, goddammit. And yeah, the, the show closes with Rusev gloating. Nice. He got him out of his championship. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, but Rusev, to become champion, has to beat Nakamura, though. I think Rusev is just pissed at Aries. So I'm just assuming. Or maybe Rusev is done with the U.S. title, wants to go for the global title. Who knows? It's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot going on right now considering the Raw men's team and the Raw women's team lost. There's a lot, there's a lot of bruised egos. Yeah, even, even the GM is kind of salty. I, the GM is salty and he has reason to be. That's very good that had, he is. Had the lights not gone out and what happened happened, there would have been disqualification and Team Raw would have won. Yeah, and it's, it's only going to get worse once once SmackDown starts. Will it? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, are we ready? I think I'm. I'm ready to hear <laughs> Jared SmackDown. All right. Great. Uh, listen. Fuck your recaps, bitches. Fucking <laughs> go back and listen. All right. So, uh, we're gonna start this off nice in segment one. Uh, the show starts with Angelo Dawkins uh, standing in the middle of the ring. The entranceway is covered with a large black curtain. And Kane standing right next to it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I would like to welcome you to SmackDown, the number one brand in sports entertainment. Despite the actions of a certain superstar, we defeated Raw at the Booker Series. They fought well, but we fought harder. I'm not here to gloat, just stating facts. Despite Rich Derez's complaining, the referee made his decision, and the ref's decision is final. Now, we got some action to get into, but before we do that, I have an announcement to make. SmackDown will no longer be known as the blue brand. No. SmackDown being the gold standard in sports entertainment is now the gold brand. Kane, will you please do the honors? Kane yanks down the curtain, and the SmackDown fist and set are now gold. The LED LED screens around the ring change to a golden SmackDown font. Welcome to the gold standard. Welcome to SmackDown. Ha! Rebranding. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Segment two. Chad Gable's music hits. And he's wearing a blue and gold singlet that says SmackDown! Exclamation point. He heads for the ring and politely requests a microphone from the ring announcer. SmackDown! Yeah! I knew, deep down, in my heart of hearts, that SmackDown would be victorious. You know, it's real unfortunate what happened to Elias, but hey, the show goes on, and if anyone understands that, it's Elias. I hope whoever attacked him is brought to justice. No wonder Raw lost. They are dirty cheats. And furthermore, before Gable 
continues, a video is played on the screen. It shows Chad Gable sneaking up on Elias and taking him out and running off as if he stole something. <laughs> uh, that's some clever video editing in there, you guys, with your pranks. No, that's not me. Next is a screenshot of Gable's text conversation. Just attacked Elias. LOL. Smackdown in caps. Jason Jordan comes out. Chad, come on, man. How could you do that? That's our intercontinental champion. Dawkins just sent me out here to let you know Elias may not be here tonight, but next week you have a match with him. Alright, you got me, but I can handle Elias, because I'm ready, willing, yeah, I know, <laughs> but it's also no disqualification, so it's not just wrestling, bro. Gable is worried, and it shows. He heads up the ramp with his head down. Segment three. This is a singles match between Chris Jericho and Ty Dillinger. Chris Jericho and Ty Dillinger lock up in the center of the ring. Chris Jericho uh, takes uh, Tyler Dillinger, Ty Dillinger. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho, Irish whips Ty Dillinger into the, in, in, you know what an Irish whip is. And then uh, there's a clothesline by Chris Jericho. Ty Dillinger uh, rolls out of the way because Jericho's going to drop an elbow. That's not even a move that he does. He doesn't do standing elbow drops, really. <laughs> And, and, and he moves out of the way. Uh, all of a sudden, Triple H comes out with a sledgehammer and attacks Chris Jericho. Ty Dillinger's disqualified and he's, he's pissed off. He grabs a steel chair and he attacks Triple H with it. And it's a brawl for it all because chair shots to the back is really not that bad. Uh, so, uh, the officials come out. They separate, uh, Triple H and Ty Dillinger. Jericho's just out. What the fuck's going on? Segment four. Is it Jurassic Match 2? What? Coming up? Jurassic Match 2? Maybe. Uh, I mean, that feud's not really over. Think about it. These uh, egos. Yeah. They're too big. Bigger than H's nose. Yeah. Segment four. Alexa Bliss versus Naomi. Alexa Bliss starts off aggressive. Uh, she scratches, uh, Naomi in the face, uh, perfectly legal. And, uh, there's no blood, so it's fine. Cause, whatever. She doesn't have long nails, cause it's wrestling. Uh, throws, uh, Naomi into a turnbuckle and just starts slapping her around. Just di- the disrespect that she's showing Naomi. Uh, Naomi lands a nice kick to the, uh, midsection there. Uh, Alexis doubled over and then, uh, Weirdly enough, Naomi can do a double axe handle straight to the back of uh, Alexa. <laughs> Alexa drops <laughs> to her knees, and she's got her arm on her stomach, and, and she's just reaching out. And then uh, Naomi's like, she's ready to do the glow kicks. And then uh, Alexa, she just drops down onto her stomach and rolls out of the way. She gets to the ropes. To, to get herself up, and then Naomi goes to, like, you know, do that thing to the outside of the ropes. And then, in a freak accident, Naomi just, whoop, flips all over, all over the ropes and just, just lands bad. Uh, it looks bad. She's selling. She's selling out there. Alexa's, like, slowly making her way outside because she wants to take it 
to, to Naomi, not take it, but she wants to take it to <laughs> Naomi. She goes after Naomi and just starts just laying into her, just taking advantage of her, kicking her while she's down, just grabs her by her weave and tosses her into the ring. Naomi's still down. Alexa Bliss goes for the Twisted Bliss. It lands. One, two, three, ball game. Alexa Bliss wins. That's a fucking battle right there that they just had there. Oh. What for the ages? If you, if you can follow that, follow, follow segment five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dawkins' office. Randy Orton enters. You want to see me, Dawkins? Do we know where Ambrose is? I don't know where he is because I know he was on Raw. But you got to tell me, man. What are you doing? Don't aren't you a man of many talents? I am, Randy, and I did want to see you. First, I want to thank you for putting up a fight against the New Day the way you did. Secondly, Ambrose is not here tonight, obviously, but I know where he is, and he's going to answer for what he did, one way or the other. Now, I asked you here because Ambrose's actions, obviously, he's no longer your tag team partner. And since you valiantly tried to fight off the New Day by yourself... You are now the tag team champions. Now I know you're the kind of man that'll probably want to defend it himself. I'm tough, Dawkins, but I'm not crazy. I have a family. Exactly. So we need to find you a partner. I'll give you a week to think it over. And you and your partner, whoever that is, can have a match next week against a team yet to be named. And we'll see if it works out for you. I still want Ambrose. I'm going to end him. We'll figure it out. Segment six. Natalia. Uh, oh no. We'll skip the great match. <laughs> Segment six. Kid Kayak versus Apollo Cruz. Kid Kayak is out first and, and he's just sitting on the turnbuckle, just waiting for Apollo Cruz. Apollo Crews music hits and he makes it to the ring safely. <laughs> uh, Kid Kayak comes off the turnbuckle, heads to the center of the ring, extends his head to Apollo Crews for a handshake. Apollo Crews shakes Kid Kayak's hand and they're ready to go. They lock up. It's, uh, it's a power game here. Uh, Apollo Crews noticeably stronger than Kid Kayak gets the advantage and, uh, Gets uh Kid Kayak into a headlock position, uh trying to tire him out. If you cannot breathe, uh you cannot fight. Kid Kayak uh manages to slip out and he does a uh drop toe hold onto the uh, he does a uh, he does a drop toe hold and Apollo Cruz drops down. Apollo Cruz quickly gets back up. Kid Kayak uh nails Apollo Cruz with a clothesline on the come up, picks Apollo Cruz up. Goes for a suplex, starts pulling. No, Apollo Cruz reverses it, suplexes Kid Kayak. Kid Kayak's down. He's selling it. He's got his hand on his back. Apollo Cruz, he uh, runs to the ropes, and and then he's hitting the ropes. He's gonna do a uh, a leg drop. I don't know if he does a leg drop. And then uh, <laughs> Kid Kayak's like, nope, not happening. Rolls out of the way of the leg drop, gets to his feet. And then he goes to 
standing drop kick on Apollo Cruz. Nails him with a standing drop kick. Apollo Cruz hits the uh the the turnbuckles. He's he's resting. Kid Kayak runs into him with a with a with a with a, with a short arm. You know when you clothesline them and lariat and, and lariat in the yeah. corner. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And then he starts the flare chops. Woo! Woo! Kid Kid Kayak's nailing Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz shoves Kid Kayak back. Kid Kayak falls on his back. Does a kick up. He does that. He's on his feet again. Kid Kayak. Kid Kayak. He's what a trooper he is. But Apollo Cruz is not having that. Uh, so when Kid Kayak goes to give, uh, Apollo Cruz a clothesline, Apollo Cruz just stands there and takes it. He doesn't even move. And then Kid Kayak starts punching Apollo Cruz in the chest. And it's like, it's almost like Apollo Cruz is doing his own Hulk up. And he's just not having it. And he goes, you. And then Kid Kayak's like, what? Me? Yeah, me. We're wrestling. <laughs> Apollo Cruz starts to punch back, but it's, it's like, you know, when the Rock and Stone Cold would punch each other mm-hmm. or whatever, but uh Kid Kayak's like, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this. Does backs up and just walk down. He does a karate chop. I've never seen in my life a karate chop like this. Kid Kayak karate chops uh Apollo Cruz in the side of the neck. Apollo Cruz drops to his knee. And it's just enough for the right opportunity for a pedal kick right in the mush. One, two, three. Kid Kayak wins probably his second singles match. I don't remember how many it's been, but it has been under five. <laughs> Kid Kayak celebrates and uh, uh, he gifts a uh, sick child with leukemia with a... Uh, Bag of White Castle hamburgers. What what a man he is. <laughs> Segment seven. Natalia versus Nia Jax for the SmackDown Women's Championship. For the record, this is the main event. We do have one more segment, but this is the main event at is it is the last wrestling match. Uh Natalia is out first and uh the, the audience is chanting Fuck her up, fuck her up. Fuck her up. I don't know why they're behind Natalia. Maybe they think for some reason she has a prayer here. They're all raw there. Maybe. Next is Nia Jax, the most dominant female in sports entertainment today. The immovable object. And this is not a weight joke. I'm just saying she's really strong. Uh, Big is beautiful. Anyway, Nia Jax is in there and... uh. It's just, it's just a massacre. Listen, guys, uh, it's like a train wreck, but like you really want to see how bad it gets. So basically, it's a game of pinball, and like Natalia's the bumpers, and like Nia Jax is just banging into her. She fucking whips her to the first court turnbuckle. It's like a fucking. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm cursing. I'm doing this over. It's it's like a strap match. It's like a strap match. Except Nia Jax is just 
running into every turnbuckle. It just so happens that Natalia is between her and the turnbuckle. <laughs> and after the fourth turnbuckle, uh, Natalia's just not standing up. So, uh, Nia Jax picks Natalia up and body slams her. And she leaves her close to the turnbuckle. Like, what's happening? Nia Jax climbs to the top of the turnbuckle, looks down at Natalia, and says she's too close. Comes down and moves Natalia further into the center of the ring. Nia Jax climbs to the top of the turnbuckle again and leaps from the top of the turnbuckle on to Natalia. The biggest frog splash in the history of women's wrestling. My God. It's safe to say one, two, and three. Still, your women's champion, Nia Jax. I didn't know it was that a match. Yeah, I said it was a women's championship match. Oh, sorry. You fuck. I was listening, I swear. Remember Natalia won or lost the opportunity to become the number one contender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. <sighs> Last segment. Segment eight. Finn Balor is out and he's got something to say. At the Book of Series, not only did SmackDown prove we are the gold standard, Finn Balor proved that he was a better man. John Cena, you put up one hell of a fight, but I was the victor. Now, I finally have the opportunity to become the WWE Champion when I face Baron Corbin and at the Book of Rumble. Baron Corbin, I hope you're ready for a fight because Finn Balor's not leaving without the WWE Championship around his waist. I'm bringing it home. Home for the Balor Club. I stood in this ring with one of the all-time greats in John Cena. John Cena at his most ruthless and aggressive. Ruthless aggression. Could not defeat the demon. You are in for a real fight. Finn Balor will become the WWE Champion. And that is a promise. Baron Corbin's music hits. And he heads to the ring. And he gets right in Balor's face. He raises his title in front of him. Knowing it, showing Balor who the champ is. But Balor doesn't back down. And just looks up at the belt. When Corbin suddenly attacks him. He clocks Balor with the title. All of a sudden, there's a commotion at ringside. Balor's down. Two masked men jump the barricade. Both men are dressed in all black with hoods over their heads. Their eyes covered by red goggles. Their mouths covered with ski masks now. No way to know who these two men are. They beat down Baron Corbin. One of them slips out of the ring and slides the steel steps into the ring. And the second one drills it into Corbin's chest. Balor is starting to come to and the two men start to close in on him. When security pours out from the back, Angelo Dawkins waving them in. The two men disappear into the crowd. What is going on? Wow. Yeah. So so we both kind of have uh, some cliffhangers going on. Yeah, something's happening, bro. Something happening here. 
We're changing the face of wrestling. Stand up. <laughs> I didn't see NXT, you? No. Go watch that later. I didn't see 205 Live, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna, I was gonna watch NXT today if I had time. Uh, here was, here was my plan B. My plan B was to write last night and then watch NXT when I got home today. Right. Before I came here. That didn't happen. Obviously. Oh, whatever. Um, so a lot of people are annoyed that they added a second, you saw, you saw, you saw SmackDown and Raw. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people are annoyed that they added a second T to Ruby Riot's name. Oh. Because they don't want to get sued. Yeah. And I looked it up. Supposedly, the Riot Squad was some British punk band from the 80s. I believe it. That sounds like a punk band. It absolutely sounds like a British punk band. I'm glad you brought that up. Am I the only one that notices the fact that the SmackDown team is a poor man's version of the Raw team? Because Paige is the leader of the other team. Yeah, and you got Ruby. Mm -hmm. Ruby Riot is her on there. Sort of. Mandy Rose is a beautiful blonde. Mm -hmm. Liv Morgan, she's a beautiful blonde. Mm -hmm. Poor version on SmackDown. Sarah Logan's the toughie. Mm -hmm. And then then you got the other one, and they're pretty equal. Yeah. Well, there's been speculation that either Paige will be... um, Either it'll come out that Paige is really the leader of both factions... Or that both factions, either way, have one separate leader. Why are they a poor man's version? It maybe it's just to, so weird. Just to have like the sort of the visual parallel yes. between the two. Yes, yeah, so weird. So hmm. weird. The like they're it's like the their mirrored universe or something like that. Oh, you didn't mention um <clears throat> the shit with Anthem. That the Hardys are going to be able to use the broken gimmick, but they're not going to use the broke. It's not going to be broken. I I thought it was obvious since Matt started, and you saw the video Matt posted, right? No, I didn't see it. So Matt posted a video on Twitter. I want. Can I spoil it for you? Yeah. It's brief. It's less than a minute. It's less than a minute long, and you hear Matt talking in the voice say, saying, "Senor Benjamin, get me my robe of war or something like that." He better not lose. If he's gonna fight Bray Wyatt, he can't lose. You can't awake him to have him lose, because then no one's gonna care about him. Right. Like, look at Bray Wyatt. They think lose losses don't matter with him. Yeah. And obviously it does, because nobody cares about him. Mm-hmm. He lost to Jason Jordan. Clean. And it's funny. I saw. I I started watching the fir- the first episodes of NXT this week. Just because I need I need something to watch. By the way, they need to upload FCW because I want to see fucking Ambrose's feud with Regal. They might do that. I I would love to see that shit. I want to see it from the fucking beginning. But as it was, the first episode I saw, Dusty was named interim general manager. Bram was still in the Ascension before mm. Rick Victor was added. Rick Victor, great name. Two first he was on the first two episodes of NXT. Jobbing out in both. Nice. So yeah, I'm I'm, get, I'm getting to see the original Bray Wyatt promos, Wyatt family promos, and you see Harper in them as one of the 
disciples. It's like hasn't changed in fucking six years. So it's the same shit. Right. Luke Harper is the same shit. But um but Bray's promos, they like similar but different then. I think he was thinner too. Jojo. <laughs> oh, so good stuff. I'm I'm looking forward to watching that. Check my notes. But um, yeah, and it's funny with going back to the Hardys and uh, to Matt Hardy and the Broken Thing with Jeff Hurt until Mania. They really could just start the entire storyline from scratch with Matt blaming Jeff for them not being able to defend the tag titles at Mania. Because that was how their feud started in TNA. I don't think they'll do that. They probably won't. They shouldn't. It's the same shit. But it's a whole new audience. I know, but like Vince is not like that. But he will Vince, his own will thing. Vince know? Ah, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, if anyone is not watching Impact Wrestling, it's Vince McMahon. You know what's annoying? Fucking referees and no DQ matches. Like, I'm yeah. watching. Oh, yeah. Randy Orton, right? Uh-huh. Versus Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And the referee is being a real dick. Like, when Orton's using the weapons and shit, he's like, mm-hmm. come on, man. What are you doing? I- I'm sorry. I'm making yeah. him sound like the black guy. <laughs> but it's like, I see his face. Yeah. And he's like, annoyed that this is happening. Like, he can't believe this. He's wrestling within the rules that there are none. Yes. Shut up about it. Except Sami Zayn was banned from ringside. And his interference did not happen at ringside. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all you have to do is count the fucking thing. Yeah. And, you know, do those other jobs. But unless you're doing that while you're going like this with your fucking shit, with your hands and stuff, with your judgmental shit when Randy Orton's just trying to do his fucking job, and you're over here judging him, trying to make him nervous, whose side are you on? Aren't you a SmackDown referee? I think it, that there's, I mean, there are two schools of thought here that, I mean, he wasn't disqualifying him or anything. Yeah, but why was he being a dick? To, he was building the drama. Oh, maybe he's concerned for the other man's safety? Bingo. Yeah, but Kevin Owens is a dickhead. <laughs> Whatever. <sighs> Dickheads don't deserve to live? What? Before you answer that, this is being recorded. Will be broadcast? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and you know what else? Some, oh, oh, uh, I don't know what it was. Kevin Owens said something that he wasn't in any shape to, uh, do something or whatever. He's like, can't you see the shape I'm in? I'm like, yeah, you're fucking round, bro. That's your shape. <laughs> you fuck. Even though you did win with a frog splash. Yeah. Who's kind of okay. That's been his finisher for a while. Yeah, I know. It's still kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And sucks for the guy who's under him. I don't know. I mean, fucking Cronus's uh, 450 splash. Cronus was a big dude. And everyone said they didn't even feel it when, they land, when he landed on him. Oh, that's good. I don't know how you do that. How can you do a move without you can't even feel it? That's crazy. You, it's it's precision. You land on your elbows and knees. Yeah, I could never do that. That requires a lot of body control. I figured, like, let's 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 take the flip part out of it. Either of us leaping off the top rope 
landing on our elbows and knees, it's going to fucking hurt. Yeah. Like, even if I got elbow and knee pads on, that's going to hurt. Like, I probably won't walk the next day. Doesn't help much. So, yeah. The, I, that's, that's athleticism. It's also a lot of practice. Yeah. I started reading the, uh, the Mick Foley book, the first one, Have a Nice Day. Started reading it today. I'm three chapters in. Already it is a great read, but I feel like I know what started the heat between him and Ric Flair. Because you remember Ric Flair said some really insulting shit about him in his book? Yeah. Uh, I think it was in response to something Mick said early in this book. Uh, Mick was talking about when uh, Flair was booking WCW, and Flair had only recently come back to WCW, and uh, Flair wanted him to work heel, but Mick had been working face forever and was over. Like, he had main-evented shows, and Flair wanted to make him curtain jerk and work heel, just completely turning everything on his head. Right. And Mick said... As great as he was at wrestling and his mic skills, he is the exact opposite when it comes to booking. Oh! Makes sense. Yeah. And Flair admitted to not knowing... How to book? No, Flair had admitted to Mick that he doesn't know Mick's material. Oh, okay. You're the head booker. Your job is to know the material of your talent. You should know what your talent does well, what they're have, what they have going on in their storylines. How to better utilize them, right? So, I could see that being what started the feud. He didn't say anything insulting about Ric Flair. He just gave his opinion and backed it up with some facts. And I guess Flair disagreed, but I don't know. We'll, we'll never know the whole story, but so far, so far it's a really good book. It kind of jumps all over the place, uh, uh timeline wise. Like, he's in high school, he's in, he's, actually, no, first thing, yeah, high school, college, WWE, seeing fucking Snooker, the whole thing. It's good so far. And, um, <clears throat> is this an ebook or an actual physical book? I have the actual physical book. Fucking nerd. You guys gotta stop using books. Save the trees. There are pictures in the actual book. Oh, okay. A lot of them. There's pictures in the ebook too. They're digital. They have digital pictures now? Yeah. Oh, cool. It's a new thing. Hmm. I guess you didn't hear about it. What were you being an editor? No. Yeah, you don't do mobile. Writer. You're a writer. Right. Maybe one day you will be editor. Maybe. I would like to not be, though. Oh, sounds like a lot of work. Fucking annoying work. It's not a step up. Oh, it's not? Oh. Well, alright. Shit. I don't think, uh... I can't think of anything else that was interesting to me. I don't remember anything else about Raw Smackdown. Yeah, and I rewatched some of Smackdown. I still don't remember. It's pretty bad. AJ beat up the Sings, you know. And then Jinder Mahal beat up the Sings. Yeah. That was a thing. Yeah. Braun Strowman killed Kane. That was yeah. cool. That happened. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, wait. Um, 
the SmackDown team took out Naomi. Or is Naomi on Raw? SmackDown, you always make that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She got stretched out. Mm-hmm. It's like, whatever. I don't yeah, know. she's she's selling a bunch of injuries. It's like, it didn't matter to me. Like, I'm upset that Becky's gone, but I know she's doing a movie. Yeah. But kayfabe, bro, I got a kayfabe. They took her out, so I'm, I'm, I got problems with the uh, riot squad. That's why. Okay. Listen. Listen. I listen. took, I take things personal. You can't hate on the riot squad. Ruby Riot is awesome. Listen, let me tell you something about Ruby Riot. riot. I'm, I hear people saying bad things about her and how she looks. I think she's very pretty. I like her hair. Mm-hmm. Very she's nice. Awesome. I think she's very pretty. I think she's probably she's got a great look. Probably polite. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she won't bother you when you're trying to play a video game. <laughs> That's what I feel. Just saying. So Those are the good type of girls. That is My girlfriend doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. to, to her. I was just saying. Mm-hmm. That's say a good that quality. You, you would say that even if she didn't listen. Yeah. And, and she's prettier than Ruby Riot. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just being a man, bro. You know, Jerry on the spot can't be, Jerry can't be held responsible for the thoughts of Jerry on the spot because they're two different people. Right. I call it the uh, Hulk Hogan defense. Mm. So, <laughs> who is the the lesser of the two, look-wise? Sarah Logan or uh, MMA chick? That's tough. That's tough. See how you can only remember one of their names. Uh, uh, I keep wanting to say Deanna Peraza, but that's something, that's something else. Her name was Daria, Daria Baronetto. That was her name. Yeah. Now she's, um, so- I, Sonia Deville. Yes. Very good. There's, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Cause you say Sonia and fighting, I'm thinking Sonia Blade. Right? Yeah. And Deville. You know what I don't like and they need to get rid of? Her name? Those gloves. It's to put over the MMA thing. No, you don't have to. Because. Why does Brock wear them? He's Brock Lesnar, and his fucking <laughs> opponents deserve some padding. Okay? Talk to Randy Orton about why fucking Brock Lesnar should wear gloves. That was a work. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. That shit was fake, bro. Get the fuck out of my face with this shit. <laughs> You're ruining my life's work. Yeah, yeah catch your packet. Don't make me stand dupe. <laughs> stand dupe for wrestling. Back in Dublin. Uh, whew, I gotta think. Yeah, Sarah Logan's more female than the other one, I feel. Yeah. Also, uh, um, not that it matters. That doesn't necessarily make her more attractive, though. It's true. Uh, what's her name? Sonia Deville. Also, Outed herself when she was on Tough Enough. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't wear gloves though, because you can be. I uh, have the gloves. You could be an MMA fighter and not wear gloves. Because you're not. It depends. Here's on the what. thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, I get that you're an MMA fighter, but this is WWE. It's not mixed martial arts, so there's no need for you to wear gloves. There, you're not in the UFC. You're not an MMA fighter anymore. You're a wrestler now. So you could wear fight shorts to look like one. You don't have to wear the gloves. They and you could lo- just mention her background they every have, time. They have lights in the arena. Bray Wyatt doesn't need a lantern. No, see, Bray Wyatt is magic. <laughs> see, I, I don't understand why. I'm, I, why do I have to explain this to you? You get Dude, this. Dude, Dumpster Drossy was a wrestler, not a garbage man. He didn't need to bring a trash can to Yes, the he ring. did. No. Nope. He's not using it in the match. 
So then really, why did he bring it to the ring? To show everyone that he's there to take out the trash. <laughs> I can't believe I have to explain this to Big you. Big boss man and the nightstick. He's not using it in the match. And besides, the gloves actually protect the knuckles of the striker. From you don't broken. use them. There's no closed fists. So anyone time, any, anytime anyone closes a fist and strikes someone, they're disqualified instantly. You know what I mean. You're not allowed. You, there's a way they do, they punch there. It's not real punching. What? <laughs> okay, what about, what about a spinning back fist? That's good. You could do that. It's a move. And the glove protects your hand. These fucking tiny little bones in here are really Then everyone fragile. should wear gloves. Alright. I don't even think you should wear gloves in the UFC. Again, it's to protect their hands. You're doing more damage to your hand that way. By wearing the glove? Yes. How so? Because you're trying to punch even harder. You know how many times Ronda Rousey's fucked up her hands? Just from punching? Why would... Okay, other than trying to conserve energy, why wouldn't you punch as hard as possible? Don't say Don't say it to protect your fucking knuckles. Your punch... Yeah, yes. Yes. Um, matter of fact, uh, if anybody wants to, like, uh, just Google, uh, Joe Rogan on no gloves. He makes a very good point. And he's smarter than I am. It just makes more sense to me. So. I, I think we should listen to that as soon as. Yeah. We get out of here, yeah. Because you need to learn. You need to be educated. All right. And I'm sorry. I've never struck anyone with my fists. So. Yeah. That's right. I have. I've struck things. It, exactly. You, this is a fucking, this is hard. I'm, I'm hitting myself in the head. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, not you. They don't know. They're not <laughs> listening. I mean, I, they're listening, I hope. They're if, not watching. If you were referencing your dick, I would have made a comment. I know, but what? Alright, listen, shut up. Alright, uh, we done? Check out these, these announcements. Oh, right. wow. Alright. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Alright, yeah, uh, <laughs> Check out my YouTube channel, uh, VR chat at Basement Jair. Silent but deadly. We can be friends and stuff, and I probably won't talk to you. Listen, thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope you tune in next week, and hopefully it will be even more episodes or something. I'm pretty sure next week is more episodes. Yeah. What is the identity of those two men? Will we even find out? What what What's going to happen with uh, Riz's Raw? Who called Blake and Murphy? What? What? Why? Why does he have a fax machine? Why was Ambrose on Raw? Where is Elias? He's home. He's coming back next week with a vengeance. Announcements. We've reached the end of this exciting episode of the Basement Bookers podcast, and both Rich Deriz and Basement Chair really hope you enjoyed it. If you did. Feel free to leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher and wherever podcasts are available. Feel free to check out the Basement Booker's Facebook page. Head over to Twitter if you want to contact us directly. It's the best way. Richter is R-I-C-H-T-H-E-R-I-Z and Basement Jer. It's like Basement Jerk, but you take out the K. Thanks for listening, everybody. And the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the booker!